Hello and welcome back to Boys Lunch. Oh my goodness, we're back. We sound older. So much more tired. Yeah. But yet wiser. I want to say hi to Scott Vogel, who will be listening to this in the spring when his lawn is finally growing again. So hi, Scott. <laughs> we're coming at you at a lucky day of December 13th. Uh, when was the last time we recorded? September something. End of <laughs> September. Well, we are back. We're two Catholic teachers talking about life. Uh-huh. Uh, this is... Paul Rayburn. Oh, gosh. Last names. Are we doing that now? Yeah. Nah, who cares? And Joey over there. <laughs> we shared enough details. <laughs> like, like the people don't know. How many episodes? We have 88 episodes. 88 right? episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so we try to find us. They'd be able to find us. They, have, they wow. haven't pieced it together yet. Ah, <laughs> oh, the last name. Finally. <laughs> That's who this guy is. Oh. I'm Joey. Ted. <laughs> it's going to be back. So, uh, yes, it's been. It's been a while. Two and a half months is our last okay. recording. And that's all right. And you know what? We probably didn't make any promises, did we? That we'd be back. Okay. Sometimes you have to set boundaries in your life. You right. know, that's a good thing. Some things. And a boundary was that we weren't going to record for two and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> Some things, even though you love them, you got to push them to the side because you got other priorities. You know, like when a a video game or like a TV show takes a while to come out because they want to get the product exactly like the best product possible. <laughs> Why aren't you releasing it all at once? Yeah. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed your two and a half month break from us, uh, but it is good to be back. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make promises because we will ultimately let you down, but we do actually have a shared plan period next yeah. semester. So there is great potential for more. So Kevin, Allison, all our faithful listeners out yeah. there, it will be back. I promise. We're sorry. We tried. <laughs> I wish you could see the two of us now. We wouldn't be great on YouTube, but we both just have this look under our eyes like we are so tired. Yeah. But we're here for the people. We are. Um, just wasn't in the cards, you know. I think with everything that we have going on, we're just going to have some semesters where that are going to be different than others. And this happened to be one of those semesters, and that's okay. That's good. I'm very glad that this is in our hundredth episode. If we're like we like gotten to ninety nine, it's I'm like we want to do something. <laughs> um, we had some new listeners this semester too, and I apologize that we just have they like found us and then. Uh, so do you guys actually still do this? It's more like some of my freshmen, they keep asking, like, like they'll see the two of us walk out of our classroom. Did you guys just do a boys' lunch? Like, no, not at all. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, we just said caught up for the 10 minutes we get every two days. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot of, a lot of uh, cool things have been happening. Yeah, any highlights over the last two and a half months, Joey? Well, since <laughs> September, <laughs> I actually like pulled up my calendar on my phone to see like what, what had even happened since then. Uh, all three of my kids have had birthdays. Actually, mm-hmm. I think Lucy had hers already, but the boys had their birthdays and we had an awesome shared birthday party. That was fun. Don't Thanks. remember too many of the details of it, but I remember it being a good experience. Had family come. Halloween happened. That was fun. <laughs> I have like an event was fun written down. Halloween was freezing. I don't know if you guys remember that a month and a half ago. Yeah. What did your boys go as? Um, that was a long Do time you remember? ago. Damien had his Ninjago. Oh yeah, it's classic. Pajama onesie on, kept it nice and warm. Cisco was a football player. Yes, he changed last minute. I forgot that was a big, big phase that went through the second grade boys yeah. and some of the girls. They yeah. also phases and over. Man. A lot of questions about football. Well, basketball starts tonight for both of them. That's true for our second graders. So I think it's been football for the last two months. I think basketball starts to take over. Yeah. So if anybody Once wants to watch Joey coach second grade boys basketball, 
That's right. Uh, shoot us an email. We'll get you that schedule set over at the Y. <laughs> yeah, boys lunch one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that. Yeah. Let me get a they few. They deleted uh, the account. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, remember, it was so cold. Yeah, it was freezing. That was, that was a fun experience, though. Like, kids need to have that experience. Oh, yeah. You know? I was impressed. I think both of our our kids made it like an hour, which is pretty well, good. Damien wanted to go back, but it was it was like that cool experience of like with, with your oldest kid going mm-hmm. back out, trying to get a few more things. That was fun. Bring home the candy for dad. Yeah. Um, heads had Thanksgiving early. My grandma was in town. Oh, I forgot about that. So that was kind of was that Thanksgiving in October or was it like the first week? That was like we're first week of November, but that was awesome that we got to have two Thanksgivings. Um, Sal and I did a Friendsgiving trivia night at Distill. Oh, yeah. Like How was it? Trivia guys... questions about Friends Thanksgiving episodes. How did you do it? We got in the top, I don't remember, like you weren't maybe seven That's good. out of like 25 groups or something. That's all, there's some people take that real serious. Yeah, yeah. So that was a cool little event. And then we went to St. Louis. We got into St. Louis twice. Um, the Thanksgiving weekend was awesome. Got to spend time with her family and see some of her friends. We got to go down to the Arch. Yeah. I haven't done that in a while. So the, the boys really liked that. I also did the Ferris wheel. And, we uh, do have a daughter, too. She was there. But, <laughs> you know, she's just taking things in one day at a time. And the Ferris wheel, too. How old is Lucy now? She's one. I don't do months, man. That's she's good. one in September. <laughs> okay. She's one. <laughs> She's graduated from the frog room to the cub room. Ooh, little tools. Uh, yeah, I'll wait to give away. <laughs> <laughs> but we just recently went to St. Louis well, for um, Miguel's girlfriend, Jessica, for her birthday. It was a lot of fun. Nice. That is the quick highlights uh, from the head family. Uh, I'm going to spare everybody else on my details. So no, I- we went the same <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, so we, on the last episode, I told people that Mary was pregnant. For the first time, you <laughs> told her that time. she's pregnant. <laughs> and uh, she has since had a baby. The fastest pregnancy to Two birth. Months. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, yes, we had a, another daughter. Another daughter. So, um, Zaley and Sienna are now joined by their new sibling, <laughs> Elizabeth. We're calling her Libby. Libby Joan. Beautiful. So, she's a sweetheart. Now, um, you may hear it in my voice. She's not sleeping consistently for long periods of time, but dang it, is she cute. So we appreciate all of those people who have reached out and um, yeah, very nice with their, some people brought food and all those things. And I really appreciate those people who have helped out. So yeah, yeah we are blessed, if you will. You guys did a great job. I know you did a lot of the work. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I want to <laughs> the real hero here. You think that's why God makes babies cute? So like when they're not sleeping at all, you're like, well, at least you're adorable. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Mary is doing well. She's been yeah, she's been a real hero. Um, How are the siblings doing? They're hitting it well. I really thought Sienna was going to struggle, just kind of with she's not the youngest, not getting the same attention. But she's done well so far. Um, maybe years down the road and years of therapy, we'll find out that uh, it actually really did affect her. But yeah. right now, they're both um, just wanting to hold her and want to be a part of it. She's so cute to them. Yeah. You know, it's not like Libby's not a burden to them yet. Yeah. So. She'll become a bird. It's nice having the, well, it's nice and difficult, like five years since our last. So mm-hmm. you've, our bodies, I think, have forgotten just what this kind of sleep cycle looks like. Yeah. And we're just also five years older, so maybe yeah. it's a little bit more difficult. Yeah. But also to have Zaley, who's turning eight tomorrow. Yeah. She's turning eight tomorrow is, yeah, just a lot of help. 
Mm-hmm. Or sometimes she wants to be more help than we need her to be. Yeah. Can I hold her? Honey, she's screaming at the top of her lungs. <laughs> yeah. Let me try to calm her down. <laughs> you like give her to her and she's just like, <laughs> Sailor's just like happy, like trying to pat her back while Libby's just, ah! yeah. Bless their hearts. Yeah, I just thought about like our kids might listen to these someday. So maybe I should stop saying things about my children. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> David's like, Dad, what? You told me on the bus like every episode. <laughs> if it wasn't for Damien. Uh, professionally, uh, we've navigated, navigated our way through that for the first semester. That's nice. Yes, it is. A lot of new changes, and I think we've, we've handled it gracefully. <laughs> I've enjoyed the change of like the Navy gold, like going back and forth between days. It's been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I'm... I was just thinking about it today. I've really come to enjoy the the block schedule. I know it's taking some people some adjusting to, but I like having that extended period to teach and to kind of get into different topics and kind of bring them all together. Like today I was able to hit three different things, bring them all back together and kind of make sense and, and kind mm-hmm. of have a dialogue with the kids. And I was like, oh, this is nice. This is nice. I just like the break from the kids. Today. <laughs> like not like not like that where I have a terrible experience. Right. It's kind of nice, like, you know, like when you – don't see your kids for like a little bit. Like you kind of forget some of the annoying habits they have and you're so happy to see them again. <laughs> Sometimes that absence, that space can help like that connection or like when your roommate goes away and then they're finally back. You know. Yeah. Distance it makes the distance, heart grow fonder. Absence makes the heart absence. grow fonder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleep deprived, <laughs> but I will say, um, Oh yeah. I think they've enjoyed that too. Just kind of the rotation. It's not the same thing every day back yeah. to back. But there is like a, a still rhythm to it. Um, we've had some fun house events. I thought our, our all house events have gone pretty well. Yeah, competitions um, have been fun. And yeah, activities. kids are just like lazy to begin with. But like once you get them into like a competition where like a bunch of people are watching them, mm-hmm. like it's been fun to see them get into some of our big house events in the gym. Yeah. Uh, my community, Oscar Romero, has been a lot of fun. We just had our Secret Santa gifts exchange today. It was hilarious. Um, I love that. But yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been good professionally. It's been hard to get back into the podcast mode. I feel like a lot of our creative stuff has been going into like creating content for our classes. Yeah, that's no, true. So. Uh, yeah, pr- each of us prepping two new classes and taking the house system, it has been a lot, but it's been fruitful in many ways. And I think when we look back on this year, uh, we're, we're going to laugh. We're just going <laughs> to laugh. <laughs> like two people that have gone through battle together. <laughs> I'm sure we'll, we'll remember those times. But I will say that... Um, I think that, yeah, it's been a lot of good things have been happening. Um, I'm really excited to see it go and continue. And yeah, this first year it's been formative, but in all good things. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear some of our Spotify wrapped? Yes, stats? I do. So uh, first off though, do you want to share, what was your Spotify number one artist? Do you remember? No. Mine was, and I only remember it because. Um, Paramore was mine, sorry. Oh, that's a good You're prepping for that concert this year. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Uh, mine is Mandy Moore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how is it, Mandy? Uh, it's because the Tangled soundtrack, and I have dogs. Does she do like the whole Tangled soundtrack or something, or does she just have a song on there? No, she's, I mean, she is, is she Rapunzel. The oh, really? Yeah. Sorry. You didn't realize that? Yeah, I don't have daughters. Oof. Yeah, but sorry, man. I had Gregory Allen Isaacoff, which we also had a concert. Yeah. Um, so that was my second. You talked about that last podcast. How was <laughs> that? <laughs> How did that end up going? Had I not gone yet? People are, have been waiting for two and a half months. <laughs> Uh, it was a really good concert. Yeah, uh, Mary and I had a, a blast. Um, you know, we're 
not <laughs> forget how cramped you are in Chicago. Oh yeah. It's just like, oh man, this is it's busy. Yeah. But um set a very nice restaurant, uh very fancy restaurant. Uh we not so fancy we felt out of place, okay. but it's like one okay. of those things where you're just like This is nice. Wow, wow, these these waiters and waitresses are they're very formal and they're yeah. like um the food was a lot of delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I ordering this right? <laughs> and then um like when you can add duck fat to a dish, like you know oh, yeah. you've got to a, yeah. a nice place. Yeah. Um I was like, Do I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um but the concert was great and we I'd never been to the Chicago Theater. Okay. And just like yeah. beautiful. Yeah beautiful historic building but also not historic in the way that it's like you have one bathroom is this chicago theater the one with the big marquee on the outside yes. nice and so like people are just like stopping traffic to sit in the middle so they can take like, yeah. a selfie um but it was beautiful easy to get around city was nice and yeah we had a lot of next time have you ever been to the normal theater in, in uptown uh yes i have it's not as cramped <laughs> but you can still stand in the, you middle, can of the, stand street in the middle of the street take a picture. yeah not many people are going to stop you so and we're back at it. Yeah, so our Spotify rep, how many? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So our top um, listen to episode of the year was the one with Aiden. Oh. 42 minute fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> Man shares on behalf of his generation so or whatever true. it was. Yeah. Uh, 34% of our listeners, so a third of them, discovered the podcast this year. Uh, our listeners, their top podcast uh, genre that they listen to besides ours is comedy. Their top music genre is rap and contemporary country. So oh. our Spotify listeners are also listening to rap and contemporary country. <laughs> we were the top five podcast for 45 of our fans. Oh. I mean, for 13 of our fans, we were the number one podcast for them. There's probably 13 people who don't listen to other podcasts. <laughs> yes, they only. <laughs> uh, we had uh, 76% of our listeners are returning. That makes sense. Uh, we only... Created 463 minutes of content this year. We could have done better. Wasn't our best. Not our best year. It was quality over quantity, some would say. But I don't know if I even listened back if I could say that. But <laughs> All right, so our topic. For today. For today. As we jump back in after a two-month hiatus. Um, there's this, a little reading from Bishop Barron, kind of reflecting on the incarnation that I thought was kind of interesting, something to chew on. As we're in this Advent season. Feels appropriate. Yeah, because we're releasing this in Advent. Yes. For those of you that uh, just discovered us again, uh, maybe six months after Advent, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's still applicable to everyday life. Uh, What does the word incarnation mean? What's it talking about? Uh, Is it to take on flesh? To take on flesh. Are those carne eaters out there? (laughs) Carne asada. (laughs) Carne asada, carnivores. It's of the incarnation we're talking about when uh, the second person of the Trinity became man, took on flesh. Mm-hmm. So existing outside of time eternally, uh, but God has uh, condescended, they say. He's, he's come down and humbled himself and take, taken on flesh. That's what Advent is preparing for, um, really, the, the coming of Christ in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the incarnation is celebrated nine months before that, but hey Anyway, uh, I just thought there's some good food for thought because he, he takes uh, this theme of the incarnation and we I think a lot of people have thought about it and prayed with it and heard homilies on Christmas, on Christ entering the world and the, and the little baby Jesus in the manger mm-hmm. and this, this preparing and this waiting. Um, but he uses the incarnation to say that this enfleshment of God where the word of God, the mind which the whole universe came to be, uh, did not just remain in heaven, it came down 
the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He says that this is really the Catholic thing. Yep. Uh, this is what makes Catholicism different uh, compared to all these different religions and philosophies around the world. Um, and he's even going to say that it makes it even different than other Christian denominations uh, in the way that Catholicism lives out the incarnation. Yes. Which we'll get to in a little bit here. But. Yeah, I think uh, we're just trying to um, yeah, point to the beauty found therein and what a supreme gift this is. And exactly, I don't know, to try to draw out the reality itself and what that means for us, the impact it has, and how we can continue to participate in that and, and the beauty in which the church celebrates that in, in every day, even outside of Advent. Yeah. He talks about this um, this idea of, of a God or a God becoming human or, or coming into the world and other philosophies has always been like a sign of competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ancient myths and legends, he says, these figures come with aggression. They're trying to destroy or wound what they're invading. Or our modern philosophies uh, from like Marx or Freud, that God is a threat to us. Yeah. So these all these other philosophies and stuff, if God is coming down or if God is, is present and, and real, God is always seen as is in competition or a threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea of Christianity, when God enters creation, it's to enhance and to elevate it. Yeah. Right? It's not to take away. It's not to destroy. It's not to wound. It's going to enhance and elevate. Because the incarnation, he says, tells us the most important truth about ourselves, that we are destined for divinization. Uh, that's uh, St. Athanasius on the incarnation written during the time of the council. And I see it when they're debating this thing, like that's this whole thing that God became man so that man might become God. Yeah. Quite beautifully entering into our own humanity out of a, out of love really. in it's purest form to not abandon it in its own sinfulness or to, to uh, have this everlasting punishment for our actions and sins, but out of this pure act of love to, to condescend, to come down and to lift it up, to make that union, which we were made for from the beginning, possible again right um christ almost bridges that gap between god and man most perfectly and his fully man fully god opens the gates of heaven in that unity again for us and it's just a great and beautiful act and and to do so and not like there's something in that taking on humanity not as just like hey i'm here here to save but mm-hmm. actually enters into and experiences and suffers and grows and and lives among us there's just something so profound and so almost incomprehensible like why would a god condescend himself in such constant in such a way to like to take this on this this flawed humanity and it's like what we'll see uh as maybe we get some more prayer and discipleship and growth stuff the whole point of him coming down is so that we can become like him yeah Uh, and that is such a great call Uh, we're not simply called to moral perfection or artistic self-expression whatever Uh, the eastern fathers he says calls this theosis or divinization that that word really means to become god yeah this process of, of attaining grace and salvation to share in this divine nature, to participate fully in the divine nature. And that is a, and to be transformed by it, to be transformed. And that is like the profound truth and teaching of Christianity and what we're called to, what we're going to. And why he says that, that it is such a Catholic thing, the incarnation, what we said so far Mm -hmm. is that this philosophy is different than any other ones because God is not coming to attack to whatever he's coming to help elevate and enhance to call us to something more. Uh, but I like this, and this is, I think, what I want to flesh out for the rest of the time. Yeah. He says that what is distinctly Catholic about it is the prolongation of the incarnation throughout space and time. Uh, God, Catholics see God's continued enfleshment in all these other aspects. That the incarnation was not just this one-time event or for this one person who existed this time and then died and rose. The, the prolongation of the incarnation, how it's um, been developed throughout 
all of our different cultures and civilizations, the ups and downs of the church, uh, and all these physical and invisible things that we see. Mm-hmm. And he goes into a great list that when I started reading it, it's a couple of paragraphs of all these different ways that, that the incarnation takes place in reality and what we see. It was just very moving. He begins by talking about this continued refleshment of God we start to see in the oil, the water, the bread, the imposed hands, the wine, the salt of the sacraments. So all these physical things of the sacraments. And I think we've done an episode on that. Because then he goes into gestures, movements, insensations, songs of the liturgy, uh, all these things. That's what I think helped draw us into Catholicism that we mm-hmm. talked about. How our prayer lived out is a very physical and visible thing. Mm-hmm. And how the beauty of our liturgy, the beauty of our churches and our spaces matter. And how the beauty of our music matters. All this stuff is the incarnation lived out. Um, this morning when I was praying, I was able to take some holy water and bless myself. And I was able to smell a candle that I had lit. I was, I was having a morning, you know, and I was able to look at a piece of art that I was thinking about and all these things enhance. These are the physical sacramental things mm-hmm. I get to put on my scapular and feel that like, these are the things that draw us out of ourselves that the continued enfleshment. I, I like that idea. Uh, anything yet? Yeah, no, I, I love that. It is. Um, he talks about the, the ongoing presence of the word may flesh christ in everything Mm -hmm. and um sometimes that seems hokey like jesus is in everything but but again it serves as a reminder it points to the creator it points to that moment um that we get to participate in at mass but and i love and and we've talked about this the the idea of beauty right um i had zaley step out this morning and look at the sunrise like this idea that there is this moment in which we are participating in, in god's creation and that we and everything should be an opportunity and can be an opportunity and i think we often forget that the call of the mind to the divine and our participation in it. And so, um, and we talk about the beauty of creation and the word that was present, the creation was, uh, the word was spoken, right? The mm-hmm. logo spoken into existence and, and just the fact that we get to be bear witness to that. I went out to get the mail last night. Um, and it took me like five minutes to get the mailbox and back and Mary, <laughs> Mary, older. No, Mary made the joke. She's like, oh, I thought this was, because we had a crying baby inside yeah. it. Like, this is the time where I just never came back. Um, <laughs> but it was like, because it was a new moon, there was just like, the stars were just oh, nice. gorgeous. We had a clear night. And I just like, was just at a gasp. of just like, wow, this is incredible. Like getting lost in this moment. And I think because it's been so cold, we haven't been outside as much, and you've mm-hmm. been so busy, like you haven't had that time to stop. Oh, yeah. No, seriously. And those are the moments that bring us back. I think it's always maybe these, these visible things. And I like how they... He brings up other things. He starts with a lot of more of those liturgical things and maybe mm-hmm. prayerful gestures that we do. But then he says that we savor it in the text arguments and debates of the theologians. And I think we can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Like how many countless hours have we poured over and read and just savored uh, the great theology of the church, the philosophy of the church, the great spiritual theology in, in the governance of popes and bishops. Uh, we love it in the struggles and missions of the saints. We know it in the writings of Catholic poets in the cathedrals crafted by Catholic architects, artists, and workers. In short, all of this discloses to the Catholic eye and mind the ongoing presence of the Word made flesh, namely Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I love that it hits on all these different um, interests, hobbies, and spiritualities, and how that really is an act of the incarnation. That the Word is present in these things, mm-hmm. um, and God is speaking through these things and moving through these things. I think that's, that's such a cool, unique idea, I think, during this time of Advent mm-hmm. to think of the incarnation in that way. Yeah. And I. He talks about how that uniquely Catholic aspect of it's a matter of the body 
and the senses as much as it is the mind and the soul. It's it's not one competing against another. Another. It's not the soul trying to free itself from the body or the world. It's like it's because because of the presence of the incarnate Word, everything that we have and can participate in and, and is that is uniquely human or created, right, has its source in that divine Word, mm-hmm. and and it's just such a beautiful reminder um, in its simplicity while at the same time what we've talked about this idea that what keeps me coming back to this and what brought me and revived my faith is this idea that there's this resonance or this um, almost this string that runs through everything philosophy poetry song the mass my own existence my interaction with my kids and the beauty that I find in the and it's just like there's a there's an order and, and, and a beauty that exists that, that I can just find um, reflected in everything. And it's yeah. just like, it just makes, it gives, feels me with this overwhelming um, sense of like, there is a creator and that, that very much I am loved and, and so grateful to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, I had two last things. One is just like, I think we're seeing that so clearly in Advent. I think Advent, we were reflecting and talking about how it's, it's a great season because it's dark and cold outside. And mm-hmm. so there's this warm inviting inside where you, you put these lights in your home, you bring in these colorful green trees that hopefully s- smell nice. If you get a real one, mm-hmm. um, you're putting up lights, you have the fireplace, you're lighting your, your advent candles. It brings like the family together. Mm-hmm. You're making your cookies, you're celebrating, you're giving gifts, like all these physical things and visible things that help, um, help us to think about uh, the presence of, of Christ uh, in the manger. You yeah. know, like Advent is a great thing where you see that incarnation lived out um, and all these different elements. Uh, so maybe take some time this Advent uh, to take that in, to, to do something uh, with your family or or um, go to the church, go to something like that. But also like to pick up something. Baron has a whole list of like specific things like we have to, he says we have to read the Gospels, the Epistles of Paul, but also the Confessions of Augustine, the Divine Comedy of Dante, the Story of a Soul by Therese. But we also must go visit these beautiful churches. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to go to Peoria and visit the cathedral mm-hmm. um, or to look at a, a wonderful piece of art. So, uh, Or listen, he says, to the Gregorian chant or the Masses of Mozart. Mozart. Um, but maybe during this Advent, do your normal things, but pick up something else and see that as a, a way of you celebrating the incarnation. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a cool thing. Both of us, I think, have gotten into Newman a little bit. Mm-hmm. We dabbled a little bit. John Henry Newman. Uh, he had a great way of explaining how doctrine and, and ideas develop over time. And uh, Barron does a good thing of, of connecting this to the incarnation. As Newman said that a complex idea is equivalent to the sum total of its possible aspects. This means he saw that ideas are only really known across great stretches of space and time with the gradual unfolding of their many dimensions and profiles. So ideas are really known, only really known on great stretches of space and time. And you can see that he says the incarnation is one of the richest and most complex ideas ever proposed to the mind. Hence, it demands the space and time of the church in order to fully disclose itself. Mm -hmm. So things develop over time. We understand it in a unique and different way as we get perspective, as we bring different um, dive deeper into different paths of knowledge, whatever. Mm-hmm. He says, it's so beautiful to look how the incarnation has developed since Christ came into the world that Christmas, since mm-hmm. he died and rose. Look how this doctrine, how this idea, how our understanding, our mind comprehending it, look how it's developed in something that is so rich and complex is going to continue to develop. Mm-hmm. 
And that's why it takes, it says, he even says it demands the space and time of the church to fully disclose this whole concept. Yeah. And I, we've talked about the beauty that Epiphany Church has this empty crash, this empty manger that like sits at the front. And it's a, it's a good reminder, both right of this physical, um, representation of like what a simple and a vulnerable moment in which the, the Christ child is placed into this manger, but you see what, what has resulted from that moment and what still echoes and is real on the altar and, and has been expressed in art and song and that we live in our, in our lives and how, like what an impactful moment that is, is just confounding that, yeah. the, that God would become man and, and take such a vulnerable form and do such great good and transform ourselves in the simplest moment in the world itself. And, yeah. and we see that and we see the evidence of that in everything. Yeah. And that's even like a, a, a good example of how that doctrine has developed because that was like St. Francis of Assisi, 11 and 1200s was the one who really popularized that idea of setting a crush a manger, a nativity, and reflecting on that humanity of Christ. Um, it's, it's cool to see the rich traditions of how to honor God and come to know him in these ways and how we get to continue that and, and really help push that forward as well. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. All right. Any shout outs? Um, it's been so long. Over the last six months. Um, I've ran into like a lot of former students, but it's been so long that I'm just like forgetting. One of the ones I do remember, I ran into Graham Knoll like three different times. Yes. I've seen him on campus a couple of times. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, he works at Hy-Vee in the bakery now, so I've been running into him there. Nice. But that's been awesome. So shout out to Graham Knoll. Shout out to Ashley Miller and her focus team. They yeah. stopped by, uh, saw some Benedictine people. Aiden McCoy came by, uh, Alec Lestuka. Yeah, I just want to let uh, any recent graduates that are stopping in now, I yeah. don't want to forget any of your names, but we're, you're con- we're continuing to pray for you. And it sounds like um, was it Mariana stopped by and a couple other people. Jayden. yeah. That, um, yeah, it sounds like college is going well. We'll continue to pray for you. Yeah. And as always for our families. Like, families and uh, wife who gave birth to my child. Yeah, and congrats on the new baby. Yeah. <laughs> this one's for you, Libby. Yeah. All right. For the kingdom. For the kingdom. Forgot the words.